No, no, no. She's not a medical doctor, but she can sure cure your tax problems or your financial woes. She's the how-to girl. It's the Dr. Friday Show. If you have a question for Dr. Friday, call her now, 737-WWTN. That's 737-9986. So here's your host, financial counselor and tax consultant, Dr. Friday. G'day, I'm Dr. Friday, and the doctor is in the house. It is the last weekend before tax day. A lot of people thought Friday was tax day. Our phones went crazy, but it is actually Monday, guys. So of all of you that may have procrastinated to that last or didn't get a hold of somebody or me, hopefully I've returned everyone's phone calls or texts. Texting at this point is probably the fastest, uh, but... Uh, extensions can still be made. IRA payments can still be done on, um, on Monday. So you have until Monday to hit the button, pay the taxes. And remember, if you're following an extension, it only extends the paperwork. So it just means that if, if you owe money, filing an extension, isn't going to stop that from happening. It's going to basically continue. And if you don't file an extension and you owe money, you're going to have 5% per a month. If you file extension and owe money, then it's only 0.5% per a month. So there's a huge difference no matter what. So filing that extension, and let me clarify, the extension doesn't last for years. It does expire come October 15th. So people that come in a lot of times, they'll say, well, I file extensions every year, but they never filed taxes for the last five or 10 15, uh, years. So, you know, you were good up until you passed the October 15th deadline. And at that time you just kind of fell off the radar. So very, very important to file an extension. You can go to irs.gov and there are some free ones on there. 4868 is the form you're looking for. So if you have a tax form, um, and you're looking to file something, you can do that a 4868. Um, you can also go to irs.gov, click on pay, and you can either make a payment with a credit card or your bank account. That is now just keep in mind, if you're filing money and you file it under the 48 extension, that doesn't mean an extension has been filed. All it means is that you're making a payment with an extension. So you need to make sure you have electronically filed, ideally, the 4868. Um, and if you owe money, put some of it towards it. Anything's going to be better than nothing. Um, I understand it's difficult, but it is crazy. All right, let's go ahead and hit the phone lines. We got Jim in my town of Smyrna. What's happening, Jim? Hey, uh, thank you for taking the call. Um, sure. Here's my question. Uh, my wife inherited an annuity from her aunt who passed uh, last year. And um, as far as filing tax, we took it and rolled it into um, another, I don't even know exactly what it was, but into, into Merrill Lynch. And they took it and put it into uh, basically a tax-deferred product. So my question is, when we're filing taxes, do we put this into our income tax? And Great that, question. That, I, guess that's I know it. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I get it. So here's the deal. Um, the year in which we inherit something like an IRA, a 401k, um, I'm not too sure, an annuity, um, if it's in a, since it's in a tax-deferred account, she will have, I believe the law is 10 years to 
empty that out. She has to take required minimum distributions. Now in 2020, those were waived. Therefore, it wasn't required to take. But normally she would have, and you would get a form called a 1099-R. As long as they kept it in the retirement account and she didn't take the money out, you should be fine and you probably didn't receive anything in 2020 to report. I would probably just double check with Merle Lynch to make sure there was no taxable um, situation because I will tell you um, a lot of the cases that come through my door when people do it is because of something like that where they didn't think they had to file it. They didn't think that, you know, that it went, became taxable or whatever. And then the IRS received something different and then they changed their tax return and then they owe quite a bit of money. So I would just double check with Merle Lynch to make sure the money that there wasn't a 1099R issued to your wife. Um, as long as there was not, there's nothing that she needs to report in 2020. Okay, yeah, there was a 1099R that was that came. So the the company is called Bright House, and there was a 1099R that was sent to us. Um, but Merrill Lynch has put it into a different account. Now they told me that it's going to be coming to us in May, but they didn't say when in May. And obviously, you know, we're here. We are. Yeah. So the other thing is, if you get, if you, I know you're not sitting where it's at, but if you look at the 1099R, you got the original one, box seven should have a G, which would mean that it rolled over from their custodian to Merle Lynch. That means okay. it's a zero taxable situation. If there is a code four, which would mean death benefits, that's a problem because that means they're saying that it got cashed out and given to your wife. And then you'll have to file an 8606 anyway, showing that Merle Lynch got the money within the 30 day period that you have to roll it over to them. So it's kind of important to look at that box seven, just make sure it says G, then you don't have to worry about it. from that standpoint. You may need to file an extension though, because if Merle Lynch is saying we haven't really got it out to you yet, you don't really want to have to do an amended return if you don't need to. Gotcha. So if it says box, it says G on uh, box seven, or you said the number four. four. The, other... the number four, because okay. it would be death benefits. If it says a four, it means it's taxable income, whatever is in box two. Um, if it says G, that means rollover. It means it just went from custodian to custodian. Your wife never had any involvement with it. So it's sometimes okay. they make mistakes on that. So you just want to kind of look at that box seven just to see what you need to be um, concerned about because it's just, I mean, bottom line is it's what we and the IRS need to know. Sometimes they make the mistake, but we pay the price. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate no it. No worries. Thanks for calling. I appreciate you. All right. And you are listening to Dr. Friday with the Dr. Friday show. My goodness, we have been doing this over 10 years. So I guess a big congratulations to all of you guys for listening. And I get to see you guys usually once a year, at least a very large number of you come into my office and, you know, totally appreciated. It's been a long two-year tax seasons, it seems like. Last year, it went through July. This year, going through May. Um, we are uh, appreciative of all of our clients, and hopefully we've been able to get most of you guys all taken care of and, um, and filed extensions at least so we can get you guys done in the next few weeks um, and caught up. But if you have tax issues or if you're dealing with IRS issues or you haven't filed your taxes yet, we really need to get that extension filed. Then we can get you in the office and try to get you um, you know, up to date and filed correctly. Don't just rush to get it done. But if you know you're going to owe money, look at 2019. If nothing's changed and you owed money in 2019, the likeliness is you'll owe money in 2020. If 2020 was like upside down and sideways, meaning you lost your main job, you were on unemployment, you worked two or three other jobs, you did Uber. I've had a lot of those clients. 
Um, and it's hard to justify. It's hard to try not justify, but try to estimate the taxes. And so if you're at that kind of situation, all you can do is your very best. Um, if you're not able to file your own taxes and you haven't been able to get a tax appointment, um, my suggestion again, go to um, irs.gov at this moment, file an extension. Um, and then that way, then you'll be able to get the information and get it done right. And even though there'll be a slight penalty, at least you can get them done in the next, maybe the next week. And therefore the penalty will be fairly minimal, um, and being able to do what you need to do and how you're going to do it. But, um, all right, let's hit the, let's hit Donna before the break. Hey, Donna. Hey, Dr. Friday. How are you? you? I am good. Almost done with tax season. I'm excited. I know I, I I can feel for you, and I know you're going to be very very busy today. But I got a question on record retention. How long do we need to keep the actual tax forms? Number one and number two. How long do we need to keep all the supporting documentation? That is a wonderful question, Donna, because I'm going to tell you, I'm a little bit old school. So I still tell my clients, we need to have copies of your tax return along with whatever documents for seven years. Um, the IRS really will only go back three years unless there's fraud or something else. But the other documents you might want to make sure you always hold on to would be like closing documents for the home you live in. Um, or if you have other properties, stock certificates, if they exist, uh, within your, your portfolios or anything, anything like that titles, obviously for cars and all those kind of things. But all of those would still hold on to, they don't directly they don't really tax forms per se, but those are really important when we get ready to do taxes later or gosh, something happens to one of us. Those documents are extremely helpful for us tax people to be able to get cost of goods or basis uh, for some of the things people may have. But for actual tax forms, W-2s, 1099s, I still go with the seven-year number. All right. That's very helpful. I'd like to clean out some of the 10,000 little pieces of paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's a good idea. And I and, and a caveat to that, Donna, is you don't have to have the original. You can scan in, and I'm not saying, but you can scan in and keep digital copies of all those years. You don't have to have the originals any longer. Oh, thank you. No problem, but thanks for calling. That's a great question. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. No problem. Bye-bye. All right. And that was a good question because to be quite honest, a lot of times people ask that question when they come in, because I have people that have like their very first tax return and they're now in their sixties. Um, so, you know, 40 years of taxes may be a little overkill, pretty sure uncle Sam will not be going back that far. Uh, but you know, again, when you're cleaning out all those important paper boxes, um, and I will say it's, it's kind of nice. I mean, my parents were really good about not saving every little piece of paper. So when they uh, passed away, I did have um, a couple of their original tax returns, which was kind of funny, uh, kind of neat to look back and see what they were earning back in their 20s. Uh, but other than that, I didn't have to worry about having 40 years of tax documents. So it might be good to clean up some of that just so when we aren't here any longer. We're not leaving that kind of thing to the next generation to have to try to figure out what's important and what is not important uh, for paperwork. So if you want to join the show, it's really easy, guys. 615-737-9986. 615-737-9986. As an enrolled agent licensed by the Internal Revenue Service to do taxes and representation. So just, uh, just a note, I have never worked for the IRS. 
I have worked for clients, tax clients, people that pay taxes or have tax issues against the IRS. So I'm a little bit like a shield between you and the Internal Revenue Service. Um, and they have licensed us for doing representation and helping people with audits and different things like that so that we can make it through. All right. So if you want to join the show, 615-737-9986. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back from that break, we'll get to the phone calls that are coming in, which I appreciate. Always makes the show more exciting. We'll be right back with the Dr. Friday Show. live on radio from my Skype station and you can get me on on the phone with us at 615-737-9986 and we are fortunate enough let's hit Patrick first Patrick in my town Spring Hill hey Patch Rick hey how are you I am good good question we've sold our house in Tennessee here in Spring Hill and we're using the equity to purchase our new house in Florida. We close on both of them next month. So when we pay cash for the house in Florida, I'll have money left over from the sale of our home here. What 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 is that money considered? Is that money for us to use at will or or what are, what is that considered since it's from the sale of a home? Right. Great, great question. Normally I would say it's capital gains because uh, most things we sell, we have to pay tax. But assuming that you sold your home in Tennessee, your primary home, that you lived in it more than two years and that you didn't sell it for more than 500,000 than what you paid for it, then any gains you have from the home in Tennessee, you do not have to reinvest it into another home. It is all yours. You can choose to do that, but it's not a mandate. Okay, so the, we are, I mean, we are buying another home with it, but we'll still have money left over. So that is just money to, like, buy a Gains. boat with or something. Yeah, anything you want to do to enjoy yourself. That's what I would say. Anything that makes life better because you work for it. But, yes, nothing, <laughs> okay. nothing required. That's all I needed. Thank Marshall. you. No problem. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. You bet. All right, let's go to Jim. Jim in Cookville. Hey, mate. Hey, how are you? I am good. What are you up to? Well, just uh, uh, fiddling around listening to your show today, but uh, I have two questions. Um, okay. Number one, how often, uh, how, how, if you have a full-time college student, how long can you uh, receive the tax credit on, on that? So college education would be for the first four years of college. Pretty much. There is an educational credit that may run into depending on if they go into getting their master's or whatever. But most of the main $2,500 a year pretty much is going to be on the first four years. Okay. All right. And then once, uh, you know, if you have a uh, tax liability that you're having to pay in, uh, what, uh, how long after the filing deadline uh, do you have to pay that? Well, theoretically, you want to pay it on or before the the tax deadline. So this year, May 17th. If you wait till after and you file the tax return, you're going to get hit with a 0.5% penalty. And depending if you were supposed to make quarterlies and a couple other wonderful little penalties they can hit you with, um, it's going to add up relatively quickly to probably in a ballpark of 2 to 3% a month that they're going to charge you. Okay. Okay. Well, that answers both my questions. Thank you so much. I appreciate your show. Thanks. Uh Appreciate you calling. All right. And you are listening to the Dr. Friday show because I'm Dr. Friday. And if you have questions or you're working on your taxes, 
because I know I'm working on taxes. Um, and you've got questions on those. And if it's something I can help with, you can give us a call here, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. Taking your calls, talking about taxes and doing taxes. And if there's something that you aren't really quite sure about how it's going to work or what you're doing, then you can certainly give us a call and see what we need to do to make it happen for you. But, um, you know, again, we're talking taxes. So if you need help with those, 615-737-9986. So this year, really um, pretty straightforward taxes. I mean, there's not a huge number of expenses differences or, or anything, probably the largest thing, which depending on your tax bracket, higher up your tax bracket, better tax deduction. It is, um, is the $300, no matter if you're single or married for charitable contributions. So if, if you normally give to charity and you're able to deduct and normally we can't. So normally we just put that as part of the, you know, 12,200 or 24,000, what is it, 400, 800 uh, standard deduction. Then, you know, but this year they're giving us the standard deduction plus the additional $300. So again, when you're in the 12%, it's not going to have a huge deficit. Uh, but if you're in the 24%, it will be a little bit better. So uh, just don't forget that you have those and what you're going to do with those. Um, all right. Before he keeps going here, my goodness, I love it when we get all these phone calls coming in, even though we keep losing a couple of them. Uh, so, uh, I'm not sure if he's ready. So anyways, so if you need help with that or you have a situation, let me know. Can we go to Joe real quick and then you can get to your phone line, boss? You're awesome. Hey, Joe, what's happening? Hey, good. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, my mother-in-law is about seven years old. She gets Social Security and about uh, $1,500 uh, in uh, alimony. And on her taxes, uh there's a question for her. Is she over 65? And, uh, or is it over 65 and blind? I can't remember now. Yeah. Well, uh, one would be 65 and older, right? She, I mean, if, if anyone that's over right. the age of 65 would get an additional, if you're single, 1500, if you're married, 1250, um, to the standard deduction. And then if you're blind, there is an additional deduction for them. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that, uh, she did not take. So would that be enough to make it worthwhile to, uh, did to she owe anything? Redo them? Did she have any taxes? Uh, she, yeah, she owed a uh, $300, 313. Mm. I think it was. I would say if she did not check the box and she's over the age of 65, that $300 would definitely have been reduced. So it would be well worth getting her money back. She works hard for it or she had worked hard for it. So definitely something she should do. All right. Uh, next question, if I could ask another one. Absolutely. Go right for it. Okay. Her alimony was uh, $1,000 a month, and then once the ex retired and started his retirement, she was supposed to get an additional $500 from him uh, from his retirement. Would that still just be considered, considered alimony for her? It would depend on if, if she's getting a 10, uh, some of them will actually split it like the military in them. They'll actually send the, the spouse that's receiving benefits, a form, a 1099 R and then the ex-husband would have his. So, um, it depends on where she got the money. If he, if the ex-husband well, wrote the check to her, then it's alimony. Yes. If it didn't come, is that how it worked? He gave yeah, her a check? Yeah. Yeah. She, he gives her a check and it just comes out of his retirement that he is, uh, uh, 
uh, I guess, invested in or maybe the company he worked for, but it's definitely not military or anything like that. So Okay. So and then the she's not to received that... a 1099. Right. So then it's just going to show up as alimony. Yes. Whatever he's broke okay. checks for, that would just be a part of the whole package. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. All righty. So let's go ahead and hit the next person, Rose. Let's hit Rose. That's a pretty name. Whoops, we lost Rose. That was not good. How about Dave and Madison since we scared off Rose? Hello, Dave. Hello there. Listen, I, t- I filed my taxes last week. Woo-hoo. Went through the online regular services I've used for years. And when they came up to the, my CalPERS pension, they said they had the information. So I kind of, I guess I bypassed it and finished the whole tax thing. And then when I looked at my printout, um, there's nothing about that. So I think I. I didn't report my CalPERS. Well, you know what you need to do. No, I don't. That's why I'm calling. <laughs> okay. Well, then that's why you're calling. And let me tell you what you need to do. You need to amend your taxes. Uh, you want to catch that before good old Uncle Sam. They're going to know about it anyways. So I would just do a, a 1040X. Um, if you use a software, it should prepare it for you. Um, so I would just go in there, add the difference. And then if you owe, if you do, if you don't, you don't. But Go ahead and correct that, and you can electronically file 1040Xs now. We don't have to mail them any longer, so you should be able to do it right through whatever tax software. My assumption is the tax software should be there for you to do that. Okay, 1040X. That works in like Credit Karma or whatever. Exactly. I would think so. If not, give me a holler on Monday or whatever, and I'll, I'll be more than glad to help you. But I'm assuming the software would be set up for people to be able to make corrections if they've made a mistake. Life happens. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. All righty. We are going to go ahead and take a quick break here. Oh, no. We got Rose back. Let's hit Rose. Hey, Rose. I filed my taxes with uh, 50 Forward and Dawson on March the 17th, and I am due a refund of about $3,000, and I have not received my refund. What could the problem be, and what do I need to do? Well, um, Rose, was did, was any of this stimulus money? Did you get all your stimulus checks, or is some of this maybe stimulus money? Uh, yes, I did get both of my stimulus. Okay, so this is not going with the stimulus. Have you had a chance, or, or the people that helped you, do you know if anyone's went online to look for a status update? No. Okay. And it so happens that the people at 50 Forward are with AARP, and once they file your taxes... They, they are through. You have no recourse with them. So I'm just out there in the dark you, not knowing what do to do. Do you have anybody uh, that's computer somewhat savvy? I mean, it doesn't take much. It's pretty user-friendly. But is there anyone that you have that may have the ability to use an iPad or a computer? Yes. Um, I would ask that person to go to irs.gov, so irs.gov, and right there on the first page is going to say, where's my refund? And if they click that and they have a copy of the tax return in front of them, it will take them about two minutes to be able to tell you what the IRS, at least, is saying is the delay for your return. It could be that they need you to call them for identity because they're doing a very big identity theft thing this year. Um so maybe they're they're afraid of fraud, or it may be that the tax return was never received. So All right, irs.gov. Irs.gov. Yes, ma'am. All right. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. Bye bye.
All righty. I'm so glad Rose got back with us. Okay. So why don't we take our next break here? And if you want to join the show, it's pretty easy guys. Pick up your phone. 615-737-9986. 615-737-9986. You can reach me here talking about taxes. Um, if you have a question or maybe a statement, who knows? Uh, but you can reach us live right now. We'll be right back with the Dr. Friday show. All righty, we are back here live in studio on the last Saturday before the end of tax season for 2020. And we've got Jake that held through the break. So let's get him on since he was patient enough to do it. Hey, Jake. Did I lose you, Jake? Here. Hear me? Ah, now Hello. I can hear you. Okay, yes. sorry. Um, thanks for taking the call, Doc. Um, I'm doing my mother in law's taxes. And it's very simple. She just has Social Security and her minimum required distribution. But last year, she had to take extra money out. When we moved her out of a nursing home into um, a mother-in-law apartment, we had to, she had to invest some money to get it set up. So I saw on the tax return, I said, hey, if you took extra money out, but due to coronavirus, mm-hmm. you could uh, spread the taxes that you owe over a three-year period. Absolutely. I want to know if... Is is there any catches on that? What's the what? I have not found one catch so far, Jake. Almost everybody's life was affected somehow by COVID. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, to be quite honest, uh, from people trying to move loved ones into safer residencies or whatever else uh, because of it. So um, we've used it a lot. We haven't seemed to have any, you know, kickbacks. I mean, obviously, but uh, I think the justification just says. Here's a for instance. So I just heard you say that in 2020 you didn't have to take an RMD. So if let's say her RMD was just 50,000 for talking purposes and she took out 75,000, that means if she if they did count the RMD, she could only apply the 25,000 towards this three-year period. Is that correct? That if would be that correct. Yeah, I mean, if she took out, but theoretically there was no mandate for her to take out. So I would probably argue she never took out an RMD, that she exactly. took it all out for the purpose of surviving COVID or the relocation then, because of it. All right. So if you did that and she had tax withholding coming out of her distributions sure. so that she wouldn't have to have a big tax bill, does that mean if she normally would get back $2,000, she might get back 8000 because... They're she would. I would probably, if I was doing her taxes, I would probably roll that over. She's lived without that tax refund. So I would roll it over. So next year when she has additional income that she's not normally having, she already has the taxes prepaid, maybe not all of it, but a portion that would cover that additional third that she wouldn't normally have. Cause she did take the money out for some of that, at least in advance. Okay. So bottom line is she's going to pay the taxes no matter what. It's just, it could be spread over three years and give us a little bit of a breathing room this year. Right. And it will kick some people, some of my clients will actually keep them in a lower tax bracket by doing that. So it does give them a little okay. better tax situation where if she has to put all, let's say 80,000 kicks her into a 22% tax bracket, where if she can split it three ways, she might stay in the 12. That's a nice little break for mom since she's having to take that extra money out anyways. Gotcha. Okay. Hey, Doc, I appreciate the explanation. That clears up a lot of questions I had. Thanks, sweetheart. Appreciate you. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right. Let's hit Christy in the borough. Hey, Christy. 
I'm also as well a tax accountant. Been doing it for 34 years. And on the tax record part, I tell everybody to keep them because we have caught some Social Security uh, errors when they retire. Oh, well, that is a great. I see. I've never had that, but that's. I hear what you're saying. Yes. It's, it's, they got to match up, and, and it's always in the, you know, it's not in the client's favor. It's always something not right. They're going to miss out on some of the Social Security. So tell them, keep the tax return. You don't have to have all the documentation, but just keep your tax return. It proves, well, I would keep everything because it proves how much you made that year. That's your Social That's Security a- wages. Okay, that sounds like a lot of paper I have to keep, Christy. That does, but on the other well, hand, if, it, if it people just, are... Yeah. I hear you. You can't replace it once you shred it. So, and the government won't I, give it I to you. So that's a, I want to tell you one other thing. I did work one year briefly for the IRS. I got fired uh-huh. down there. It was in Nashville. They moved to Brentwood because I wouldn't do what they were telling me to do because <laughs> it was wrong. They couldn't do a tax return. They didn't know the tax law. We had two bomb threats called in. They didn't tell us we could go home. And then the little old eight-year-old lady was six and blow her brains out. And I had to help the girl take that call. And she thought her family was going to inherit the debt. And, you know, it did pass on to the children. And she had a gun to her head. And it was oh, her thing. God, Christy. Over for them. And you know the tax law. It does not pass on to your children. It ends at your death. Let everybody know that. That lady was going to blow her brains out. It's scary. We had to wait for the police, the fire trucks, the ambulance to get there. And it's, I mean, she held $20,000. I worked there 10 years ago. And she had a gun. Well, and and that's the kind of thing that I think people like yourself, and that's one of the reasons I I try to do this show, because if you can take the fear factor, the fact is the IRS isn't going to take your house, IRS isn't going to take your kids, or they're going to take your, you know, they're there to, I mean, they don't want objects, they just want to be paid, so it's not as scary as it needs to be, and gosh knows, we don't need to kill ourselves over tax debt, that is just... And you can pay them as little as $10 a month if you only got Social Security, and I was telling the girl in the background, hey, tell them we'll deal with it death is not the answer wow that is crazy christy thanks for sharing Thank I, have, so I, I i haven't lived Thank that crazy so of a life oh, I've, but, I've listened to you a lot and i'm here in rutherford uh, county and i do mostly private people uh my friends real estate people and stuff like that but you're great i've listened to you you're awesome thank you so much for educating thanks. the people i tell no them problem. Sometimes they don't believe me. I tell them to listen to your show. You have a great day. Thanks, Christy. I appreciate you. Bye-bye. Wow. She is, uh, and and what Christy, just for some of you that were kind of maybe not hearing exactly what she was saying. And, um, you know, all of us have to have 40 quarters, 10 years of, um, social security paid in, and they take the highest over our lifetime or 30 years. Um, and what she's saying is sometimes people get close to retirement age and that's when people start looking at their social security statements. You don't see a lot of 30 year olds looking at their social security statements, but you do see a lot of 60 year olds checking them out. And then they find out that back in 20, uh, 1980 or 90 or whatever, that there was not income reported in some of those years. And what Christy was pointing out is if you have tax returns and you can prove you filed taxes, and I will even go a little further, um, and she kind of said it there, but not only the tax return, but you kind of need that W-2, especially for W-2 people. But if you're a self-employed person, you need to prove that you filed taxes and paid Social Security and Medicare tax or self-employment tax, all the same, for that same situation. Otherwise, 
I guess, I mean, again, I don't deal a whole bunch with that, but it sounds like to me that Social Security basically says, if you can't prove it, you don't get it. And that I can believe. Um, uh, I know I had a situation where someone came in my office and was similar. I mean, we were basically looking, he hadn't filed taxes in a number of years. So by not filing, of course, Social Security didn't show them. Um, and he was like, well, I've worked as a W-2. Shouldn't they show it anyways? And that was a prime example. Apparently, not just having the W-2, but filing the tax report may be the final step. So again, um, what uh, uh, if you if you are thinking about doing any kind of tax shredding of the old tax records, before you do that, I guess my caveat to that is pull your Social Security statement. Make sure that all of your years are accounted for. If they are, go ahead. You shouldn't need them, I hope, unless someone else can think of another good reason to have more than seven years. Um, but that was a really good reason. If you go in there before you shred them all and you don't have all your quarters, you can't go back and get them. And I will tell you, the IRS does not keep copies of 20, 30-year-old tax returns. You would think they have them, but there's no way of obtaining them. So uh, we really can barely go back seven years. We're actually, for copies, I think it's three or four years that we can actually get the tax returns, transcripts. Otherwise, we just um, have the ability to see what was filed, but not really documentation to back it up. So really, really important to be able to um, have that document because you don't work for 40 years and then not want to go and get your social security or be told you didn't have 10 or 40 quarters or 10 years listed to even be able to qualify. So that would be a total downer, guys. All right. So if you've got questions or comments, I love those kind of things, even though I'm, I'm really glad I didn't, uh, wasn't in the office with Christy that day when someone was, um, you know, I know, guys, that the IRS feels threatening. And I have more than once had people cry in my office because sometimes you just need someone else to help. And I've been blessed enough to be able to get people into a situation where they can actually, you know, breathe a little bit, not, not worry about every time they put a dollar in the bank that it might be seized or that their paychecks are levied or their homes have liens and levies. But there is a path, there is a way. And like Christy said, um, these are things that you need to be able to uh, approach and deal with and not put your life on the line for them, not for the IRS. I am pretty sure anybody that works for the IRS at this moment is sitting there saying, nobody needs to kill yourself over IRS debt. It may feel like it sometimes. Life may feel pretty hard, but it, you know there is a pretty straight path. There is rules and regulations, and most of us can get what they need done. Um, it may take a little change. It may take a little hard work, but um, Every day we, we get lucky enough to usually get somebody in there that we can start them on that path to, you know, to tax getting out of debt with the IRS. And it's a really important thing. And sometimes it's just a matter of changing your withholdings, you know, have a little bit more extra come out so you can pay them back faster, learn to live off a little less. And guess what? In the long run, I've had people that did that. Oh, I had a client come in about 10 years ago. They were upside down with the IRS every year. They were owing the IRS and they were W2 people. They just didn't understand why was I still owing money at the end of the year. I'm claiming this. And I, it was because there was a two-income family. And sometimes the tax code doesn't work perfectly for two-income families, especially if the children are high, you know, 17, 18, 19-year-olds. Um, so I told them, hey, both of you go single and zero. And in five years, they paid off the IRS. And every year after that, they were getting very nice refunds. In fact, we were able to start doing stuff with IRAs and different things like that because they were used to living off a different mount. And that's kind of important. All right. So if you want to join the show, we're going to be at the last break here. We have about 
10 minutes when we get back. So if you want to join the show, you can at 615-737-9986. 615-737-9986 is the phone number here in the studio taking your calls talking about my favorite subjects guys and we only have a few more days and tax season 2020 will come to an end it's almost like you know the olympics or something for friday you think all right we're going to be right back with the dr friday show here live in studio we have oh i don't know maybe about 10 minutes nine minutes left of the show let's go ahead and hit doug while we have time hey doug what's happening hey doc uh, my son's income is through an llc as a self-employee this year and don't understand the qbi how it reduces his tax liability can you help us on that i can do my best qualified business income so if he is a partner in the business, you should have a part A to the uh, K1 that gives you a breakdown on how much is wages, how much is UBIA, how much is the income from box one. All of that would roll on to the bottom half, and then it's going to be giving you up to 20% of the income that he earned. Now, this may or may not include his self-employment because on a K-1, he may also have line four, which is partner guaranteed wage, um, which which may also qualify for a different uh, QBI. So um, is, is I'm assuming he's an active partner in this business. Yes, he's the only one. He's a, okay. Uh, he's a, so, a single member. So, the, so if he's an only member, then he can't have a K-1 because single member LLCs have to be on Schedule Cs. QBI still kicks in, but it's going to be um, on a Schedule C on his personal tax return if there's only one um, member for a yes, LLC. He got the uh, the uh, income. It was an NEC, a 1099 NEC, I believe is what it was. Okay. And, and so, so uses that, is it, does that reduce it by 20%? Well, it will. I mean, he's going to have expenses, and you're not looking at the gross. You'd be looking at the net gross, where after expenses, what is his taxable okay. income? Then it will be calculated based on that, yes. Okay. And he should have that um, on the bottom part of the Schedule C that he'll be filing. All right. Thank you very much. That helps Hopefully us understand this a little yep. bit. Thanks, sir. All right, let's go to Ted. Ted in Tennessee. Hey, Ted, what's happening? Oh, how are you today? I am awesome. How about yourself, sir? Doing great, doing great. And you've probably been asked this question numerous times already, but I was late tuning in, so please forgive me. No um, do we Do we have to report our stimulus checks as income, please? That is great. And Ted, you are the first person today to ask that question. And the answer is no. The tax return will ask if you received them, or at least my system does ask, but only for the purpose of making sure you got 100% of what you were entitled to. None of it will be taxable to you. Excellent. That's all I want to know. That was a great question. Thanks for calling, Ted. Thank you very much. No problem. All right, and I did have someone call uh, last week, and they were calling me about the advanced child tax credit payment that's going to be for 2021. 
he was kind of asking how how do we go about getting it? And it's uh, apparently right now the IRS is basically saying you have to file for 2020 to get on the list. The credit amount will increase for each taxpayer. They will be giving you credit for children who turn 17 in the age in, in the year of 2021 or younger. So if your child is uh, 16 or 17, whatever, at this point this year, you will be getting the advanced child credit, which is $3,000 per child for children between the age of six and 17. You will get through 3,600 for children that are six and under who in, again, as long as they stay six through the year of 2021. So 3,000 for children that are six through 17, zero to six is $3,600. Under the prior law, the amount was $2,000. So next year, there'll be quite a bit more money. Um, and they are starting to make some, if you put your direct deposit information on the tax return, they will start trying to make direct deposits into your bank account every month to help offset the difference between the 2000 and the three and the 3000 or $3,600, uh, for each person that they, that is eligible, uh, for this. And, um, it seems like they've kind of defined the eligibility straight out single person, 75,000 head of household, 112, um, and a married couple, $150,000, um, will be the, the maximums that, so if you make less than 75 as a single person, if you make, um, and not to me, you know, single, but head of household individuals, if you make less than 112.5 and a married couple that makes less than 150, you will be qualifying for these um, credits. So hopefully we'll be able to get more information. It doesn't look like at this point there's any place that I can see. And if someone knows something different, I'm not seeing any place online you can sign up. They are solely using your 2020 tax return to get you into the eligibility um, so there's nothing you need to do if you filed your 2020 tax return. This will automatically go into play. Also, another person asked me about, um, and I don't have the answer yet, guys. I will try to find out next week since uh, I'll be done with the tax season. But we had, I know in our office, we had about 41 people that we filed taxes before the new tax law that had ended up paying tax on their unemployment benefits. Um, and uh, there was a couple people that had paid tax because they had ended up with too much income and they're on the marketplace. Both of them would end up having changes to their tax return. The IRS did put out a news a uh, letter that basically said that they did not want anyone to amend their taxes. What they do want us to do is just to wait and they will be sending us the difference. But, um, and for some, many people, this is getting close to 60 days, um, where this has happened. So I'm going to find out what the, uh, what, if there's been any updates on how or what we need to be doing to try to get these people their refunds. Cause that's held up the entire refund, not just the, uh, individual's difference, I think. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what we have going on and, or, you know, again, maybe they got their refunds, but just not the difference. So I will find that out. Other than that, um, we need to be able to make sure. So if you have, um, again, guys, only two days left, Sunday, Monday, 
Last day of tax season, Monday the 17th, file an extension if you haven't filed taxes. If you haven't filed taxes in a number of years, file an extension. 46, 4868 is the form number, 4868. You need to file that so we can help with penalties. If you need help after that, you can certainly give our office a call. That number would be 615-367-0819, and we'll be more than glad to help you resolve tax issues. I'm an enrolled agent licensed by the Internal Revenue Service to do tax representation and taxation. So basically, if you have IRS issues or you need to file back taxes or, you know, you just keep getting those love letters, this is where we want to start by just doing an initial consultation and find out what we can or what you're willing to do to try to get that resolution taken care of. You can also go to uh, drfriday.com. That is my website, drfriday.com. Check me out. And if you need to send a message, you can send it through there. I am hopefully going to be finally caught up through my emails through this weekend, making sure everybody has had everything that they need um, to do so that we can get everything caught up um, and make sure everyone's extensions and or taxes if you're one of my clients. Hopefully you'll be hearing from me within the day here um, to to make sure everybody's taxes are where they need to be or an extension has been filed. And again, if you can afford to put money with that extension because you know you owe money, then it might not be a bad idea. And you can do that easily, irs.gov, irs.gov, click on pay at the very top. If you haven't received your refund, again, irs.gov, that's irs.gov, and you can certainly go there and check out your stimulus Where's your stimulus? You can check where's your refund. Those would be the main things that you want to do. Um, and if you have no idea what you have going next, you can go ahead and, and obviously get um, get your transcripts there as well. But that will be a way for you to be able to get. And one of my clients came up and said, if you go under there and the transcripts, you can actually take a look at if there's a problem with your tax return, there's actually um, information in that section that will give you um, that detail because sometimes people have moved and relocated. And if you haven't received your refunds, you're not sure what you have. All right. So we're down to the last minute here. You can reach me at 615-367-0819. You can email Friday at drfriday.com or check me out at drfriday.com. And hopefully, guys, hopefully you had a wonderful 2020 tax season. Next time we talk, I will be done with taxes, which will be next Saturday at 2 p.m. But if you do have a friend or you know someone that might need some help with taxes or understanding their tax situation, again, easiest thing, it's a free consult. We um, make sure we can do something to help. It doesn't help to just start sending money in. You need to make an appointment. You can call us 615 367 0819 and we'll be more than glad to help you out make sure that you get your taxes straight so you don't worry about having taxes using it onto the bigger and better things of life enjoying life so i hope you guys have an absolutely wonderful saturday i don't plan to have a wonderful one but i plan to work through it and get through this and i hope that uh you're uh, enjoying the weather so cop you later <laughs>